welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you. Isn't God good? Come on, don't we serve an awesome God, a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to go ahead and ask those of you that came in faith down front this morning, quickly go back to your seats. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for doing only what you can do today. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you love the Lord with all your heart? Come on, how many of you love Jesus? Isn't he so good? Wow. Even those that are watching online this morning, know that right now, <laughs> in faith, you can receive your miracle. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, let there be a shifting in your direction today. Nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lost. Today, Father, those that are watching, wherever they might be, maybe in their household or, or maybe they're traveling somewhere, wherever they are, I thank you, Lord, for meeting them right where they are today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare healing and deliverance and salvation and increase in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Um, before, the, the, before the worship team um, dismisses, I just want to read the passage that we're going to speak from this morning. Um, God's so good. He's so good. You know, the Lord's put on my heart these two words, and I've been saying it this whole past week. It really started last Sunday, those of you that were with us. And the Lord's been prompting really heavily on my spirit, influence and increase. Influence and increase. Somebody say that this morning. Influence and increase. The ironic part about it is this is, and it's really not ironic because when a prophetic word is given, there's no irony to it other than the fact that it's truth. And so the prophetic word that was given was that in this quarter, as we're talking about a season of change and, and, and mindsets thinking differently and mindsets being renewed and transforming the way that we think, it's a season of influence. The Lord wants to influence your heart and influence your mind to think the way that he thinks. And when the kingdom of heaven influences your heart, you'll begin to walk in kingdom increase. For the word of the Lord for this year as we are in this quarter of change is that this would not be a season of loss, but a season of growth. Not a season of loss, but a season of growth. Well, how many of you know whenever something is growing, it's increasing? Come on, if something is growing, it's increasing, and God wants good things to grow, and he wants bad things to die. God wants good things to grow in your life, and he wants bad things to die. But the only way that we're going to be able to see the kingdom increase is when we allow the kingdom of God to be influenced in our heart. As a man thinks in his heart, come on now, there you go, way to preach with me this morning. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so what you conclude internally is how you're going to live your life externally. So if I conclude that I'm a winner internally, I'm going to live my life as a winner externally. I saw one of our young fellas come up front this morning as they were uh, sewing their offering. And on the back of his, his, his hoodie, I believe it said, with God I win or I win with God. One of those phrases. It was one of those phrases that said, I win with God or with God I win. Either way, God's involved. I'm going to win no matter what. Whether that phrase is spoken frontwards or backwards, what I'm simply trying to tell you is this, is that when I know who I am in Christ Jesus internally, I'm going to live my life the way that Christ wants me to live externally. How many of you know Christ wants you to live a life that's victorious? God has created you to be a winner. Come on, the Bible says that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. Come on, my Bible says with Christ I can do all things. 
Come on, he's the one that gives me strength today. I'm here to speak to someone's spirit this morning because you're about to give up on your purpose. You're about to give up on your dream. You feel like you got to go backwards, but I'm here to tell you today, the word of the Lord is a season for you to grow and increase, which means you got to move forward, baby. Stop looking at what the world is doing and be reminded about what the Lord is doing. For our God is not subject to the things of this world. I'm here to prophesy to you this morning. You need to start looking forward. Nobody drives their vehicle looking in reverse. I'm not going to get to my destination constantly looking in the rearview mirror. Some of you have been looking in the rearview mirror way too long. You need to get your eyes out of the mirror and get your eyes back on the road because purpose and destiny is before you. It's not behind you. Your best days are the ones that are ahead of you, not behind you. We serve a God that constantly wants you to increase in all things, through all things, for all things because he is a good God today somebody say right now am I getting your faith stirred this morning you know why it's so important because I'm hearing a lot of nonsense in churches that's talking about you know how the church is in a place of loss now don't get me wrong there's a lot of weird things going on in our world right now and unfortunately there are a lot of churches that are having to make decisions what kind of church that they want to be I'm so thankful that at this church, we're a church that walks in kingdom authority. We're a church that walks according to his word. We're a church that prioritizes the presence of God. We're a church that wants to seek him, to know him, to live for him. But I'll tell you what, we're not at a loss. If I look correctly, our church is growing right now. We're seeing more people saved, more lives changed, more people set free. We're seeing the spirit of addiction being broken off. We're seeing poverty mindsets lifted. Just last week when I began to say influence and increase, one of our leaders in the church, she said, Lord, I received that for myself. And then last week I said, don't be surprised when you leave from church that your phone is going to begin to ring with opportunities. And she said, you know what, in a season of setbacks, because she's a hairdresser, she said in a season of setbacks where people are not making appointments as regularly, I've gotten five phone calls in two days. In fact, my phone rang as soon as I left from church. You know why? Because she received in faith that it was her season of increase. I'm trying to stir your faith up. This is your season of increase. We were just in here the other morning on a, on a Tuesday, and I know that, that Liz is in here. Liz, where are you at? Wave at me. I saw you. There you are, Liz. Man, power of God touched her. She's not wearing her hearing aids. Liz, come here real quick. This is too awesome. The Lord's doing something incredible today. I feel it. I feel it. Y'all feel it this morning? I want to get your faith stirred. Tired of the devil trying to trick you into thinking that you can't walk in blessing, that you can't walk in increase. Liz, you're wearing this wonderful dress. You got to look towards the people, let the congregation see you. Liz, say good morning to everybody. Good morning. <laughs> so we came here early morning Tuesday, this past Tuesday, correct? Yes. And as we were taking a time of just praying and we were setting uh, before the Lord our first fruit offerings and just worshiping, the anointing came and filled the house. And I just said, I felt like the Lord was still moving in that vein of influence and increase. And so we just had everybody come down front. I think there was a little more than 100 people or so that was at prayer that morning. Which I'm just going to tell you, there's something about the first Tuesday of every month when we pray, church. I'm telling you, when you set your agenda on the things of God, you know what I like at 6 a.m. prayer? You don't have time to get fancy and try and be spiritual. Sometimes we try to look our church best and we show up with our little spiritual strut till Tuesday morning. You're like stumbling in, but it's like, Lord, in faith I'm here. But here we were Tuesday morning. Everybody came forward. We were just praying, Lord, influence and increase. And so it came over, and, and I don't know what led me to do it, but I just, in the name of Jesus, just placed my hand over Liz's ear. What happened? My ear popped. I mean, popped. Popped like a balloon. It startled me. I was like, Lord, was that an eardrum? <laughs> so it was like the, it, it, it felt and sounded like a water balloon. And then what happened? 
I could hear much louder. Also, my left ear, I was pronounced as profound hearing loss, which means totally deaf. This ear is open. God's working on that one, because I am hearing now from this ear for the first time in years. First time in years. She told me that she went in when she was 42 years old. And they told her that it was going to continue to get worse and worse. She's only 43 now. This has only been going on for a year. I wish. But she said it's been years. And the doctor said that it was only going to get worse. Isn't that interesting? You remember the woman with the issue of blood? What did she do? She put all of her faith and all of her trust in the physicians. Nothing happened. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you don't ever go to doctors and have them, you know, check you out and, and do, do the things. We do the difficult. God does the impossible. Amen. But what I'm here to tell you this morning is that she was told one thing. And in faith, she came and received a different thing. She received a healing touch. And so, Lord, just as you touched this year, in the name of Jesus, increase in this year. Influence and increase in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Right now, increase, 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 increase. Open up in the mighty name of Jesus. Increase, Father. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for the increase, Father. She shall not carry out the rest of her days in deafness of any kind or of any level, but I speak full capacity. Full capacity. Full capacity in the name of Jesus. Full capacity in the name of Jesus. We declare it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, I'll tell you, the Lord's just been moving in so many incredible ways. We had another testimony on Wednesday night of a couple that's in our church and um, she shared a testimony and she said a couple of weeks ago as we were in service we were in a time of just ministry and, and praying and, and I've been hearing about you know getting, getting eyes healed. Can you wave at me this morning if the Lord's touched your eyes this year? Look at those hands. Wow. The Lord's touched your eyes. I even know the Lord wants you to see. Not just spiritually see, but He also wants you to physically see. He wants to give you that 2020. Come on now. He doesn't want your eyes to grow dim. And so we had this couple and, and, this, and this lovely lady, she came forward after service and she said, in faith I received it and the Lord touched my eye and I could see. I'm telling you, God is moving in such an incredible way right now. Whatever it is that you have need of, the Lord doesn't just want to meet the need, but He wants to increase. I said He wants to increase. He wants to increase. Are we okay up here for a moment, team? Y'all are doing such a phenomenal job. Thank you. I, it's, man, there's such an anointing in this place this morning. There's an anointing for increase. The Lord brought me to the story in the Bible, the feeding of the 5,000. It's one of my favorite stories. You guys will probably hear me preach that so many times over and over. I just love it. But I got a new angle, a new perspective that the Lord showed me this past week. And as I was praying into it, the story unfolds that as Jesus took the bread and the fish and he blessed, he broke it, he placed it back into the disciples' hands. And the disciples were now responsible to distribute and minister the food to the needs of the people. Now we know that the story unfolds that everybody that was in attendance not only ate, but were filled till they what wanted no more. And then what did they do? They took the leftovers and they took those scraps and they placed them into the baskets. But I thought for a second, just for a moment, if the Lord blessed it, why should it stop increasing? Why would it not continue to increase? And I thought to myself, what if someone in the congregation of the thousands that were in attendance that day said, hold on a second, if this bread and fish kept on increasing, I wonder if there are other regions, other towns, other places, and other people who are hungry that have need of some food right now. What I'm trying to tell you today is this, is that what the Lord blesses, it doesn't stop. It will continue to increase. It'll continue to keep going. It'll continue to stretch. 
The Bible says in the book of Genesis that when he blessed man and woman, he said, now be fruitful and multiply and replenish. How many of you know that's a line of text about increasing? That means it can keep on going. It can keep on going. So no matter what level you're at, I'm here to stir up your minds today. Think again. Change the way that you think. There's another level in Christ Jesus today. There's another level blessing today. There's another level that the Lord wants you to go today. But it starts by taking what you have and being willing to love with it, to serve with it, to honor with it, to give what you have. Why? Because we're not here just to be blessed, but we're blessed to be a? I said we're blessed to be a? I said we're blessed to be a? And so the Lord wants to continue to increase in your life because there are people that he wants you to reach. How I many you know if we're going to reach our world with life, it's going to be with a gospel that ever increases? said if we're going to reach our world with life it's because it's a gospel that continues to go forth what does the bible say he says this go into all the world and preach the gospel make disciples of all nation and baptizing them in the father of the son in the spirit come on now the gospel continues to be spread it has to continue to increase so today, don't just say, Lord, I need mine. No, say, Lord, overflow so that it can increase into somebody else's life. This week, Lord, don't just bless me in what I need. Lord, overflow that I can meet the needs of those that are around me today. I'll tell you, my wife really got my faith stirred up because this past week she said, when we come into these types of services and we pray, do we pray just for what we want and then when we get it, do we stop praying? I said, oh, Lord, I'm convicted. Let me not come to a service or to a gathering and just pray for the things that I desire and stop there. Lord, meet my need, but then give me capacity to pray for those that are around me. Oh, Lord, let me continue to pray for the increase of those that are around me today. It makes no sense if I get mine and leave from here and you don't get yours. Come on, we're the body of Christ. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that Jesus, he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. That means there's some wrinkles that he needs to get out of your life. God wants you to be wrinkle-free. Come on, some of you that might have some crow's feet, maybe might be your day right now. The Lord's going to hook you up and make some wrinkles disappear in the name of Jesus. <laughs> hey, he'll touch you. Lord, take these bags from underneath my eyes. And while we're at it, can you take a few pounds off the mitt? <laughs> hey! You say, but pastor, you're talking about increase. I want to decrease a little bit. <laughs> Y'all are a rowdy bunch this morning. Knock it off. <laughs> God wants you to walk in blessing. He wants your families to be blessed. He wants your marriages to be blessed. He wants your walk with him to be blessed. He wants our children to be blessed. I was in tears last night. I was just praying and worshiping the Lord. And I just began to just take this mental note because I saw my daughter the, on Friday. I picked her up from school and I put on this song. And all they were singing over and over was wonderful, 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 wonderful. I shared this on Wednesday night. In Isaiah where he talks about that he is wonderful, counselor, mighty God. How many were with us on Wednesday night? Wasn't that powerful what the Lord did? Man, the ministry, the worship. Oh, man, it was next level. I'll tell you, if you're not coming out on Wednesday night, you need to make it a priority. The Lord will take you to a whole nother level on Wednesday nights when we come together in our prayer, in our worship. The atmosphere that's, that, that, that is cultivated with the anointing and worship. It's a beautiful thing and what the Lord does. And, but that night I shared that scripture. The Bible talks about for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And that is not only a scripture that is supposed to be read at Christmas time. No scripture is seasonal. Scripture is for everyday living. But anyways, it says this is that he is wonderful. And the word wonderful means miracle worker. That'll change your mind next time you read that. And he shall be called miracle worker, counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is wonderful. And so my daughter is singing in the back seat, wonderful. And then I just happened to get this glance, and she's lifting up her hands. 
She's just lifting up her hands and she's just chanting it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I did an extra loop around the neighborhood because I didn't want, to, I didn't want her to stop. It was so beautiful to my, it was ministering to my spirit seeing my daughter begin to worship and praise. I'm telling you this this morning is maybe you've given up on your children today. Maybe some of your children are grown. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop contending for them. There's something awesome about our generation right now that's rising up wanting an authentic move of God. But that means the people of God have to walk with power and authenticity. The Lord's given you the ability to walk in power, kingdom power and authority everywhere that you step foot. The title of my message today, and then I'm going to read and we'll dismiss this team so that they can take a, a quick reprieve and then we'll close strong. But the Lord just put this on my heart, soul power. Soul power. S-O-L-E. Soul power. The Bible says this as we've been ministering out of the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11. We've been in this wonderful teaching that we have called crossing over. And each week we've been talking about what it takes in order for us to cross over and walk in kingdom blessing. And the Bible says this though in Deuteronomy chapter 11. I want to read this for you this morning. Verse 22. He says, for if you carefully keep all these commands which I commanded you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. Every place, verse 24, every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours in the name of Jesus shall be yours shall everywhere the sole of your foot treads shall be yours the lord has created you to walk in soul power kingdom authority kingdom authority in every area of your life in your family your households our community kingdom blessing lord influence and increase in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you, worship team. Appreciate you. What an awesome job they did this morning. I just want to stay on this vein, so hang with me this morning. There's something about what the Lord is doing right now in this season of his church. This is not a time for the church to retreat. This is not a time for the church to become a coward. This is not a time for the church to, to, to feel like we're anything that is beneath or less. But this is the hour, this is the time that we raise up our voice, we take our stand. And when we're willing to walk before the Lord holy, when we're willing to put our faith in Him, in trust in Him holy, fully, to turn aside from the things of this world and put our heart and our attention on the things of God. I come to tell you this morning, everywhere that you step foot, you will have soul power. Someone say that with me this morning, soul power. God wants you to know that, that everywhere that you step foot, that you have soul power. Kingdom power and authority for increase, for increase, for increase, for increase, for increase. I want to take you through a couple lines of scripture this morning. And then we're going to bring this thing, man, to, 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 to a triumphant place that I believe when you walk out of here, any devil that's been trying to get the best of you, man, you're going to kick him to the sideline. And I said this morning, I said, I'm ready to sock the devil one right in the mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a praise punch right in the mouth. No night guard's going to help his teeth. I'm going to bust that joker up. You know why? Because the church is called to walk in victory. Victory. And I don't know where you're at in your walk of life. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're battling. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what has tried to test you, tempt you, try you, break you, shift you. But we already sang it. There's a shifting in your direction today. There's a shifting in your direction today. 
There's a power and authority that comes in Christ Jesus that can break every chain. I said it can break every chain. Today the Lord can break the spirit of nicotine off your life. Today the Lord can break the spirit of pornography off your life. Today the Lord can break the spirit of poverty off your life. Today you can know that in Christ Jesus that you're more than enough and your best days are the ones that are ahead of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, soul power. And so as we've been reading through the book of Deuteronomy, we've been talking about the fact that, the, that there's a crossing over that, was, that takes place with the children of Israel. That they are moving from 40 years of wandering and they're getting ready to cross the threshold into the promised land. But in order to do so, the Lord lays out an outline to, for Moses in which in order for them to have soul power, in other words, in order for them everywhere that they step foot in the promised land to take ownership, to have divine possession, to have kingdom increase, there's some things that they need to do. And unfortunately, the children of Israel always messed it up. Thank God for his love and his grace and his mercy, amen. How many times have we just messed it up? But we are living in an incredible season that out of God's love and his grace, he loves you as you are, enough not to leave you the way that you are. But when you can begin to put him first and serve him with all of your heart, he'll make some crooked paths straight today. I said he'll, he'll make some crooked paths straight today. The Bible says that he'll put streams in your desert away out of the wilderness, but you got to put him first. You got to put him first. And so the Lord's trying to tell Moses, there's some things you got to do in order to keep me first. In, in, in verse 22 of our, of our scripture, it says, carefully keep all these commandments. Now, the last several weeks, we talked about the importance of Keeping the word of God. Keeping the word of God. But I love that right here in verse 22 it says to carefully keep the word of God. Has anybody ever had like a new vehicle before? And when you, when you first got that vehicle, you were carefully keeping it maintained and in shape. You were washing it all the time. You were polishing it up the rims. You were vacuuming it. You liked that new car smell. And, and you did everything you could to keep it conditioned and, and, and looking right and feeling right. And I know there's probably some people in here this morning that, that, man, the first day that you got your car years ago was probably the same way that it still is right now. It's in primo mint condition. But for most of us that's in this place, the way that we first got our car ain't the way that it is right now. I mean, if you look at my back seat, you're liable to find crackers and, and applesauce containers and fingerprints I can't wait to be delivered from the season of fingerprints everywhere. Yogurt fingerprints, applesauce fingerprints, chocolate fingerprints. I got fingerprints on my pants, on my shirts. It's what keeps me having to go back and constantly buy new clothes and new shoes. I got a fingerprint on my watch. I might need to get it. I don't know. These fingerprints are everywhere. Lord, deliver me. Help me. But, mo but most, most of the stuff that we have over time, it's not that we don't care, but it's that we don't carefully keep it the way that it should be kept. And when it comes to the word of God, if you don't carefully keep it, then after time you disregard it. And you think that it has nothing to offer because it doesn't look and feel and act the way that it once was when you first encountered the Lord and you got excited when, when you got into your Bible for the first time. And God is saying, carefully keep my word. This is precious. It's power. It's life. It's truth. This is what changes your life. This is what causes you to go from strength to strength, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. This is what will allow you to have victory everywhere that you step foot. But do you carefully keep his word? Do you meditate on it? As it says in the book of Joshua, day and night. Why? Because this book right here is what will make your way prosperous. God did not promise Joshua that he would prosper him. He promised Joshua that if you hold on and keep my word, that you will make your way prosperous. So if you're wondering, Lord, where's my prosperity? God is probably looking at you and saying, well, where is my word in your life? Are you keeping it? Stop arguing with God about what you don't have when you haven't carefully kept the thing that you do have, which is the word of God. And so he tells them to carefully keep 
every command. But then he goes on and he says this, is that you need to love the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Walk in all his ways. Somebody say walk. The Bible, it says this, is that the kingdom is not in word but in power. The kingdom is not in word but in power. What the Apostle Paul is trying to say is it's not in what you say only, but it's also in what you do. So if you can talk the talk, my question is, can you also walk the walk? Your character is not how you're seen publicly, but it's who you are privately. Because it's too easy for us to put on a filter... It's too easy for us to, to, to put on a, 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 a look, a vibe of how we want others to perceive us. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is how God perceives you. And he's looking at your heart. And is how you're acting, how you're living, the way that you're walking, does it reflect what you're saying? He says that you need to walk in all of his ways. Not some of his ways, not in extra ways outside of the word of God. Because I'm here to tell you that the word of God is the only word. It is the way. It is the truth. It is the life. It's not the Bible plus something else. It's not the Bible and other things. Listen, the word of God plus other things will leave you with nothing. The word of God plus other things will leave you with nothing. And some of us are trying to figure out why I have nothing. And it's because you're trying to supplement other things instead of allowing the word of God to be the only thing. Y'all want some extra enhancements, a little extra boost, a little extra something so that you can get to your miracle or your victory or your outcome or whatever your result is quicker. But it's only going to come by the word of God. The Bible says in James that it is the testing, it is the tempting and the trying of your faith. God's not in the industry of doing microwave miracles. Y'all just want to put it in the microwave and put 60 seconds on the clock and ding, where's my miracle? And the Lord's saying there's no faith in that. There's no faith in that. You need to allow your faith to be stretched. You need to carefully keep the word and walk in it. Now don't get me wrong, I know that the Lord is a right now God and he'll move right now in your faith. But, but for, for some of you, you want a right now miracle, but you're not willing to continue to be disciplined in the word of the Lord and walk in his ways. And so you want the stuff from God, but God's saying, but I want you. My question that I'm going to ask you this morning is your relationship with the Lord First about what you can get from him or just about who he is. So that was the problem of the story of the son who got caught up in prodigal living. He wanted what he could get from his father. He didn't prioritize just loving his father. And so he thought that who he was was found in what he could get. Rather than who he was was found in who he was connected to. When I know that I'm connected to God then God's not going to leave one need unmet. God's not going to leave me broken. He's not going to leave me hurting. He's not going to leave me empty. But when I'm connected to the Lord, my goodness, when I put him first and I just say, Lord, this morning, before I read off to you my wish list of prayers, my first and foremost prayers is I bless your name. I bless you today, Lord. Today's the day that you have made. I rejoice in that. Not Now, Lord, I thought I wanted five bedrooms in my house, but now I want six bedrooms. What is that? Why are you waking up with your prayers with that? You should start off your day with praise and thanks. Thank God for what you already do have. Praise him for what you do have. Now I'm not saying don't, don't let him know what's on your heart because he gives you the desires of your heart. But many of us, we're just going for the things I want to get. No, man. First go to him and say, Lord, I'm going to walk in your ways today. Holy Spirit, I know that you're helper. Holy Spirit, I know that you're my guide. Holy Spirit, I know that you're my power. But right now, Holy Spirit... Can I welcome you into my day as my friend? Can we just fellowship for a moment? I want to know more about you. I want to fellowship with you today. I want to spend time with you today. It takes time to walk in God's ways. It takes time. It takes time. You can't rush it. It takes 
time. And so the Bible, it says to keep the commandments, to walk in his ways. And then he says this, and hold fast to him. Hold fast, hold tightly to the Lord. Hold fast to him. I'm going to tell you this morning, this is about your worship. What are you holding fast to this year? What are you holding fast to? Holding fast to him is saying, Lord, I'm with, with everything. I'm not going to allow one thing to be divided from you and me. I'm not letting anything get in the way. I'm holding fast to you today, Lord, in my worship. Listen, holding fast to the Lord in worship means that you got to make a decision. Because you can't hold on to the world and you can't hold on to God. The Bible says in the book of Revelations chapter 3 and verse 16, do not be lukewarm, either be hot or cold. So if you want to be worldly, then be worldly. But if you want to be godly, then be godly. But don't find yourself in the middle because you're going to get torn apart. You need to make a decision today. Who do you want to be? And that's what we're seeing too much of is that too many churches want to look too much like the world. We want to fit in. We want to, we want, we want to, we want to reflect and, and feel cool. And we want to, we want, we want to make sure that we're making a, a good impression. And, 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 and so what we have is a bunch of lukewarm churches not walking in the power and in the excellence of God. We're a powerful church, which means we got to be all in, fully worshiping Him. He says, hold fast to Him. Either need to be hot or cold. Do not be lukewarm. In other words, know the decision you're going to make. I hate going to restaurants and I get thrown a menu that makes it impossible to make a decision. I rebuke Cheesecake Factory. There's too many decisions to make. I mean, if we're going to a steakhouse, I've already made a decision. I'm pretty certain if I'm going to eat Italian, I know what I'm going to eat. Right? I don't like Cheesecake Factory, for a couple of reasons. Number one, when I was younger and I thought that it was a Cheesecake Factory and I walked in and it was anything but a factory, and the only amount of cheesecakes that were being produced was at a side corner at the front of the entrance, <laughs> where are we going with this? I'm going to tell you where we're going with this. Is because we live our life, this cheesecake factory mindset, we walk in and the menu's got so many options, we don't know what to choose. And the very thing that it's supposed to stand for is only by the door. No, 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 this is like our spiritual walk. We can't make a decision, so we live our life lukewarm and we're thumbing through the menu. Hmm, I don't want to try this, I don't want to try that. Do I want to do this, do I want to do that? And we don't make a decision to say, Lord, I'm all in. Don't be lukewarm. Isaiah says this, I will no longer endure iniquity and sacred worship. I will no longer endure iniquity and the sacred worship. In other words, you can't come before the Lord and say, Lord, I worship you, I love you, I need a miracle. Lord, hook me up with a miracle and then out of the other side of your mouth that you want to hook up with the next man or woman that's in your path. No, I'm serious. You got, we, got, we got a problem with things. We want it both ways. You can't get it both ways. You can't get it both ways. You can't say, Lord, I want you to bless my finances, but you're sitting at home on the couch with like Cheeto crumbs on your shirt. Watch an endless series on Netflix. You are what you eat, by the way. So if you want to live a Cheeto life and be a fluffy orange crumb on the couch, then that's your priority, but not mine. You can't have a holy, godly, strengthened marriage and not have honesty in the household. I'm going to help our dating people today. I'm going I'm to I'm help all our singles in here today. I'm going to give you a piece of marital advice. 
don't think that you can share a bed and not a bank account. You're welcome. Y'all want to get all intimate in the bed, but you can't get intimate with your finances? Whose kingdom are you building? <laughs> stay away from me, stay away from me, stay away from me. I'm just saying, you can't be lukewarm. You got to make a decision what you want. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. For me and my house, I'm serving the Lord. I want to see the power of God everywhere that I step foot. Which means I got to be all in for the sake of the gospel. Church, get this. Hold fast to him. Hold fast. See, this was the issue with the rich young ruler. It wasn't riches in the sense that Jesus is trying to say, no one's allowed to have riches. It was the fact that it was the one thing that kept him lukewarm. He said, but rabbi, teacher, I have followed all these commandments. And Jesus said, but this one, one thing, take what you have, sell it, give to the poor, pick up your cross and follow me. And he walked away in great sorrow for he had many riches. But maybe riches isn't your deal. You can change the word riches out with whatever it is that's become God of your life. Maybe it is offense. Well, they're looking at me like blank faces. Some of us worship offense because we want to stay in the place that I'm justified in the way that I'm thinking, in the way that I feel, and, in, and until things are right-sided up in the way that, that, that pleases me. In other words, you're the only person in the room that has a right to feel the way that you feel. Offended people, I think, are the most selfish people in the world. It's you saying, I get grace and nobody else does. And the church and the people of God is the only place that we are a people in process. Meaning you never achieve perfection until the day of Christ Jesus' return. Which means we're always supposed to increase. How dare you walk around with the spirit of offense... Offended people get, get, get their purpose and destiny shortchanged because they can't see beyond the reality of the moment. The rich young ruler, it was riches. You plug in what you worship. You plug in what your riches are. It could be substances. It could be relationships. It can be whatever it is that you spend the most of your time with, but whatever that is, that becomes the God of your life. That is what you worship. That is what you hold fast to. And he's saying you need to hold fast to him, hold fast to God, hold fast to Jesus. And so the rich young ruler, he walked away in great sorrow. But the moral of that story simply came down to what do you worship? Because Peter comes to Jesus and he says, who then can enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man. We know the story goes that, that, that we will still receive in this life and the life to come a blessing. But, but it came down to the rich younger, he worshipped stuff. And I shared this as the illustration when Jesus talks about the camel going through the eye of a needle. The eye of a needle, it's a passageway that leads into the city. And when travelers would approach the city, the only way that the camel could get into the city is he'd have to get on his knees and slowly crawl through this tunnel, which was called the eye of a needle. And as the camel would pass through the eye of the needle, he would cross over into the place that he desired or that was being led to go. But in order for the camel to get low to the ground and go through the eye of the needle, he had to take the stuff off his back. Some of you need to take the stuff that you've been worshiping off your back so that you can get low and worship before the Lord and allow him to take you to your purpose and take you to the place of promise and cross you over into the things that he has for your life. It starts when you're willing to submit and worship and get low before the Lord. 
The great part about that, though, is as soon as the camel gets to the other side, because he was willing to forsake it to get through, guess what happens? All that stuff gets loaded back on his back. And that's why Jesus says, everything <laughs> that you would desire and want and need, you're still going to be blessed with in this life and life to come. But the question is, what are you holding fast to today? What do you, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says this, hold fast to our confession of faith and do not waver. Stop allowing the world to cause you to look left and right. Stay anchored and firmly fixed in the word of God. The word of God, when you hold fast to him, will allow you to walk in soul power. 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 And so he says, carefully keep the commands. Walk in the ways. Hold fast to him. If you can do those three things, you're in position to walk in soul power. But there's one more thing that you're going to need to do. Because if you get those three things right, ding, 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 you are the winner. You get to dispossess the enemy. Because he says, if you carefully keep, if you walk in the ways and if you hold fast to me, I will drive out the enemy before you and you will dispossess the nations. Stop allowing the devil to dwell in places where he needs to be dispossessed or displaced. Stop allowing him to take up residence in any area of your life. Know that when you're holding fast to the Lord and keeping his ways and walking holy before him, you've got soul power that tells the enemy, pack it up and go. I'm not even giving you enough time in this eviction notice to collect your belongings. Just get out. You are done. Get out. And some of you need to get your, 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 your intensity back, your faith to rise up and say, devil, I'm done. I'm not going to live my life sick. I'm not going to live my life broken. I'm not going to live my life in defeat. I'm not going to allow my marriage to suffer. I'm not going to allow my children to be far from you. I'm not going to live this way. I am going to drive out every devil, every demon, everything that is trying to dwell in my place of purpose. you got to get out today. Right now. But this, this was the challenge for Israel. Because they cross over, and I'm going I'm to close with just this last thought this morning. They, they cross over into the promised land. And the Lord starts to give them victory. Man, we know the story about Jericho. Walls come down. Amen. <laughs> they start wiping out all these people groups. The Lord's driving them out, driving them out, driving them out. Man, they're walking in soul power everywhere that the sole of their foot steps. Man, they are gaining territory. But then all of a sudden, the Bible tells us that in the book of Judges, chapter 1, verse 19. I'll paraphrase it for our time. But look this up. Judges chapter 1, verse 19. It says this, that the children of Israel... When they came to the lowlands, that the enemy were in chariots of iron, and they fled in fear. And then it goes on and it says, and because of this, they could not drive out the enemy. And so the enemy began to dwell with them from that time forward. Interesting. They looked at the natural circumstance and they forgot the word of the Lord for their life. You want God to do something right now? Stop looking at your present circumstance. Stop getting fixated on the natural. My faith is not based upon the eyes that's in my head, but it's the eyes of my heart. Begin to allow the Lord to paint the picture on your heart to see the victory. And see, they lost focus of that. And when they lost focus of that, they saw that the enemy had chariots of iron. Isn't that funny? The Lord said, everywhere that you step foot, so who cares if there's a chariot of iron? Maybe we might not be seeing chariots of iron rolling through our streets today, but we're seeing chariots of the economy, chariots of racial divide, and chariots of, 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 of all kinds of things that would try and create confusion and chaos in our, in our school system, and, 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 and chariots that, 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 that make our children and, 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 and our future generations try to figure out who am I no, no 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 don't get caught up with what those things are 
Know that as you are continually walking with the word of God everywhere that you step foot, the word of God will continue to increase. We are not a church that is in a place of loss. We're not in a church that is in crisis. I'm tired of hearing about, I've heard that this past week. Well, the church is in a crisis state. No, we're not. We are not in a crisis state right now. We're in a place right now that the people of God need to stand up, but we're not in crisis. The Lord is strengthening his church right now. He's equipping you right now. He's protecting you right now. He's going to continue to increase in you right now. So stop having this victim mindset. Stop having this low mindset. Stop looking at the outward circumstances. Trust and know that the Lord God is with you, that he is driving out everything that is trying to come against you and your family. Influence. Increase. But it does require the people of God to stand and raise their voice and to walk in his ways. Such a mockery right now what's happening all over news media. We can get loud for Bud Light, but we can't get loud for the Bible. Y'all kidding me? We can raise our voice because some knucklehead that's driven by a spirit of perversion is used as a poster boy for a product. Yeah, poster boy for a product. But we can't stand up for the things of God, for the word of God. We're intimidated because there's some chariots out there that look like it's going to over... No, I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to stand for the word of God. I'm going to cross over into my purpose and destiny. I'm going to lead my children and my children's children. They're going to continue to walk with the word of the Lord all the days of their life. They're going to have kingdom blessing everywhere that they step foot. But you got to know that you've got a soul power. You need to rise up and say that I'm going to walk in this thing. I'm going to live this thing. I'm going to reflect this thing. Not some days. Not just when I'm feeling good. But all the days of my life, I am going to walk according to the word of God. Soul power. Soul power. Don't let any giant intimidate you. Soul power. Soul power. Soul power, everywhere that you step foot, power, authority, according to the kingdom and the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.